When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by two gifts, two gifts from God today. Bo Brock, Damian Anderson. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure, it's a blessing to be able to do this show with both of you. Bo Brock, how are we feeling? Feeling great. It's a big day to be in Arizona, Phoenix Valley, PHNX sports fans. Huge day for the sell the team crowd out there. Let's go. Repping my PHNX sun shirt. But it's great. You know, the Arizona Cardinals even the record at one and one. They've got a big game against the defending Super Bowl champions. Big heavy vet day out there. But yeah, it's just uh, hope sparks eternal, I guess, as far as Arizona sports goes. Yeah, guy. I'm just excited about what it is, Johnny. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got you, you got to. I mean, not really not to get off subject, you know, Bo, and, and talk about selling another team. I mean, this is the society that we live in, and if it is as horrid as they say, you know, to everyone, due process, pressure was too much. Sarver had to do what he had to do, and you know, deservedly so. Um, people that had to experience that, it's unfortunate, and I'm glad they had a voice and were able to speak out. Uh, you know, but transitioning, you know, to speaking out about the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury talking about Kyler being a gift, Johnny. I mean, anytime your quarterback makes plays like that, it enables you to have one thing that's paramount in the head coaching industry, and that's job security. So anytime <laughs> that you could have your quarterback having a Hall of Fame day, right, you get the W and your team is postered all over the NFL. I mean, that's that's a great day. It's a good feeling going into week three. Uh, K.R. Gordon asks, is it copyright if I make my own PHNX uh, Johnny Ducklip shirt? Uh, it is, but I'll tell you what. I'll send you my PayPal account, and you can cut me a percentage, and, and we'll be gravy. No. Um, no. Oh, I can't, can't do that? Okay. Mm. Emma, producer Emma, who's, you know. Emma. We're, no, we're, Johnny. we're yeah. nice to Johnny here. So, so Emma, I'm you're saying there's going to be – there's going to be a Listen, duck lip shirt made. That's I'm into the... one thing that's winning money, downloads, clicks, views, whatever it takes. I'm not starting an OnlyFans on here, but I am going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, <laughs> Bo Brock's not into that <laughs> comment at all. All right. So Bo's at the facility today and Cliff Kingsbury, Bo, was talking about K1 and uh, pretty, pretty much gushing over his uh, fourth year quarterback 
Yeah, as he should be. I mean, the guy that kind of put the team on his back once the defense decided to show up in the second half and get some uh, some punts. Uh, Kyler Murray in the offense decided to oblige him with some scores, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury kind of went through you know the dual threat nature of Kyler Murray and you know what's best suited for him in the offense and going forward and how he can kind of really utilize and maximize his franchise quarterback. But, you know, breaking it down, Cliff was asked point blank about Kyler Murray, and Cliff did not mince words as far as how much Kyler Murray means to him. Here's what Cliff said. Um, I look at him as like a gift from God. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've never seen any quarterback move like that. You know, that type of quick twitch and make people miss and explosiveness. So, yeah, I mean, I... I think it's just part of the, the whole package. And, and when he's making great decisions on when to run, when to get down, when to throw it away, when to step up in the pocket, you know, that's when we're at our best. And, and he did a great job of that. A gift from God is Kyler Murray. And I mean, if there was any question before, you know, seeing what was on display on Sunday, you know, throughout this contract saga, like there was no plan B for this organization because. Cliff Kingsbury is hitched to the Kyler Murray wagon, and so is Steve Keim, and it just gets further on display the more and more we watch this guy play, D.A. I mean, he, he's been doing it since he came in the league, Bo. Uh, I mean, he to be a rookie of the year, to win Pro Bowls, to do what he's done, and to receive over you know $200 million. You, we, we talked about those signature moments, Bo, to having plays where he puts the team on his back, and I think that that's – you know, people, you know, in the chats have talking about, does Kyler need to run more? Is it more play design? I think it's a combination of both. I think, obviously, uh, Cliff's success is is kind of – it's intertwined with Kyler's success. So I think that they're feeling it out maybe. It was traditional in terms of they don't want – they understand when Kyler runs there's a higher proportion or likelihood that he'll get hurt, right? So you want to preserve that as long as you can. But I think that there's some things that they could do schematic-wise and spreading out the, the football field and keeping, you know, lanes and opportunities open if guys aren't there on a three-step or five-step, you know, type of sequence in terms of Kyler dropping back, you know, three steps in, in getting rid of the football or a five-step, Kyler will have more, you know, bigger lanes in which to make that decision and where in comparison or contrast where there's two tight ends, Johnny, and he doesn't have that space to, to maneuver in and out, as Cliff said. So- Cliff was trending on Twitter uh, locally here in the Valley after those comments today. And I think the majority of pushback from fans came from the mindset that, uh, and we see some in the chat, like Kyler saves Cliff more often than not. Cliff has his shortcomings, but he has K1. Anybody could, could, could succeed with Kyler Murray. And I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. You know, you know we're, we're fans of Cliff Kingsbury, what he's done for the Cardinals on this show. What I will say is this. I think sometimes a blessing can be a curse. I will go to war with anybody who thinks that, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's best two game plans last year, in my opinion, came without Kyler Murray at San Francisco, at Seattle. Sometimes I feel like with this team and how they operate offensively, it takes them too long to get going. And I think part of the reason is, is that Kyler and Cliff have not yet maximized. And we saw flashes in the pan last year. That secret sauce that the offense can can start fast and stay fast for four quarters. And that's what they're looking to achieve this year in, in week three, specifically against the Rams this Sunday. So I think Cliff Kingsbury is very innovative and very creative and frankly underrated as an offensive mind. I watched what he did last year with James Conner and 
you know, a bunch of BNC players and Colt McCoy beat up on the San Francisco 49ers. I watched him go to Seattle and win that game with, with Moxie and play action and no Kyler Murray in sight. And those two games got them into the postseason. But I also think that sometimes Kyler Murray, maybe you can use him too much as a crutch and that we just haven't seen Cliff and Kyler be at their best together at the same time. And we're in year four. I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for that to flourish and happen where we get like a sustained amount of period that this team can ride into the postseason where it's like Kyler Murray's kicking ass. He's an MVP candidate. And oh, by the way, Cliff Kingsbury has solidified himself as a respectable NFL coach. We all know he can be those things, but they just, for whatever reason, haven't synced up at the same time. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there was high expectations for the Arizona Cardinals to by making this kind of out of the box move to hire this this offensive guru, Cliff Kingsbury, and bring him in that he's going to take this offense to not only into current modern day offenses, which where they weren't in 2018, they were back in the Jurassic era with Mike McCoy. And it was a disaster. But the expectations are that this was just going to be a juggernaut right out of the out of the gates. And with Kyler Murray and his skill set, I still feel like this fan base feels like this, this, there's so much more to tap into, so much potential that they're not hitting. I mean, this is a, this is an offense, guys, that's never scored 40-plus points. They've never put a 40-burger on the board under Cliff Kingsbury, which is it's pretty, it's pretty surprising to me. But really what I think they can do – and what you saw in full display in the second half was balance and rhythm. Like they had a great pass rush balance, whether it was Kyler Murray toting the rock or Daryl Williams or uh, Eno Benjamin getting a carry. You know, you saw the option play that we had on full display on our Twitter today at PHX underscore Cardinals. Uh, 188 passing yards in the second half and 96 rushing yards. That's a great balance that kept the Raiders defense at bay and really let Kyler Murray in this offense cook. And when you see that balance week in and week out, and we saw it early last season, you saw it at pretty close to full strength. And I think that's going to be the biggest key. And hopefully they knock the rust off after six brutal quarters to start this season. Bo, I, I, I agree, but I also think that that's the common denominator there is Kyler running the football. And, yeah. I, you know, if you if you look back to the success of last year, this year, I mean, majority of those plays are improvisational, right, where the plays break down and he extends a play and gets a first down. Or we saw in game two just some heroic plays where he's shedding, you know, defenders off him and going, you know, 80-something plus yards just to get two, right? So – he needs to do more of that. And I think maybe the approach, maybe he was more conservative in game one in comparison to game two, right? And he needs to understand that he needs to do a lot more of that to keep drives happening because we could see how, Johnny, to your point of the slow starts, we could see how they fizzled out in the first two games, right? They three and out, three and out. It just seems like they never got things going until yeah. Kyler started run, running the football. And if whatever that magic number is, is it 40 yards? Is it, you know, 50 yards? They just need to get him involved. And he needs to know that, hey, I need to take these running lanes because it just helps our team as, you as you know, keeping obviously the opposing offenses off the football field, keeping our team going and also helps the game in terms of field advantage, in, in terms of positioning. So it has so many impacts and as I said a little bit earlier I think Cliff can do that by having more spread looks you know having more four four by you know four wides or three by ones where he's spreading the defenses out so Kyler will have that that two-pronged approach where obviously I'm throwing the football but if it's not there I can know I could get five and six and I'm sitting pretty in second and third down 
Okay, Gordon, in the chat, did you all hear the presser that Cliff said coaches came out out of the tunnel at half and players stayed back? Hopefully, hopefully that little players meeting changes the season. Bo Brock, was that a comment from Cliff today? Uh, I don't remember that specifically. I mean, there was a lot of talk about, you know, injuries and, and Kyler Murray and have to go back. But no, that wasn't something that that I heard. I remember listening to the broadcast as we were making away from the watch party of Four Peaks back to the PHNX studios and they were talking about the players being out on the field pretty earlier. So that would kind of uh, be conflicting stories about who was out there and who was getting ready on the field for the second half. But yeah, look, if, as long as somebody was getting up, somebody else is behind for the performance in the, in the first half. And I think that the entire team didn't like where they were at and, and people started kind of focusing in and, and you saw that, uh, you know, I, I think as far as what we witnessed in the second half in, in this offense and where it can, can really be successful and, and start off, you know, not stagnant as, as what was asked in, in Kyler Murray's use that word before about the offense's performance is maybe holster the big plays for right now. Like we, we yeah. know this offense to be a big play offense. Kyler Murray possesses the ability to throw the ball downfield as accurate as anybody in the league. But I think with DeAndre Hopkins being out, with Rondell Moore still coming along, he didn't practice again today, that you might need to just holster the big plays for right now. I'm not saying like completely, like you can still see a Greg Dortch 20-plus yard reception. You can still see a Hollywood Brown 20-plus yard possession or uh, reception, but I really think you need to kind of holster it and be an offense that becomes kind of more possession-minded. And I think that that plays to their strengths. And we saw it. We saw these long double-digit drives in the second half and not only does that benefit Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and the, the Cardinals offense, it also benefits the defense to stay fresh on the sidelines and not be as gassed as they were against the Chiefs in all game in, in the first half against the Raiders. But I think that would help them out tremendously before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. And then by then, go for broke. Well, and I think Kyler Murray to me right now is at his best when he is 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 playing the intermediate pocket passer uh, with this receiving core. Ertz, he was super accurate that pass to AJ Green on the two point conversion. Let's not force the deep explosive game until it's there. Like last year, year before, you had Hopkins, you had Christian Kirk playing well. Uh, you, you could force that, right? AJ Green was a little bit faster. Now he, you know, you're older, thirty four years old. To me, it's how how efficient can we be running the football? And and Cliff can do this to a fault. It's like we can get impatient because we all love the big play. We saw it at nauseum to begin the season last year, and that is really what kicked off their offensive explosion. Deep downfield to Rondell, right? Deep downfield to Christian Kirk, and Hopkins is always breaking tackles. Now it's like, okay, we're going to see the maturation process of Kyler Murray, you know, Dinkin and Duncan to Zach Ertz, who really right now is, is basically a catch-and-go-down guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. He can get separation when he needs to. But then, you know, Hollywood Brown probably is your only opportunity to go deep. But, you know, Greg Dorch has great separation, advanced metrics, put him like second or third in the NFL behind Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job. But when you sometimes, and I again, I go back to those two games he didn't have Kyler Murray last year. When you take away the temptation of the big play with Cliff, and you just say, play within the confines of our personnel right now because our personnel, let's face it, a little bit limited. We're missing some of the horses in the barn here. Let's be physical. Let's run the football. Remember how physical they were against San Francisco and Seattle in those two games last year? You can take that same approach with the L.A. Rams this Sunday, Damian, where you can say, assuming James Conner plays, like you're going to get 15 carries. Darrell Williams is going to get 10 carries. Kyler Murray is going to get 10 carries. We're going to run downhill 
And assuming our defense, as Bo just mentioned, gets ample time to rest and be off the field, and they're not giving up 14 points at the blink of an eye, which is what happened against Kansas City and the Raiders in the first half, I think the Cardinals want to be a downhill running team for now in the first quarter, quarter and a half of the season. Johnny, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense because what does it do? It keeps the defense off the field in number one. More more important than that, it preserves Kyler Murray if you have the ability to rush the football, right? Because you're not so dependent on his abilities, him scrambling and or him throwing the football. And I think that that's always the intent, right? Maybe initially in the games, but we know that they, shit, they get paid too. Right. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. they're just going to be like, oh, yep. Hey, guys, they caught a balanced <laughs> game plan. So let's get out the way and make sure they get first down. Shit. No. I mean, we wish that's how it worked, you know, work, guys. But I think we also know that that's to me. You've seen, I, I don't know, two different cliffs. Right. We've seen a first half cliff and a second half cliff where where the first half, like he's trying to go on his you know, script. And then the second half, it, it becomes more of him where he's more spreading the football out. He's spreading the football out and rushing the football. And it is a, that balanced look that we look for. And I think maybe early on in the game, he tries to force the hand maybe in rushing the football, Johnny, where maybe or, or going to tight ends. And I haven't ha- you know watched and broke the analytical in terms of packages that they run, but it just seems as though the second half, he's calling a much more comfortable you know, game that's tailored towards Kyler's strengths and all the guys around him, whether it's, you know, we don't even understand what the offense is doing the first half of the first two games. We'll see what the status is of uh, James Conner. There was a huge heavy vet day at Cardinals practice today. We'll give uh, an update as far as what was going on at the facility today, but I got to tell you about OGs. OGs is something that's totally going to change the game. Much like Kyler Murray, OGs, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, they just launched their brand new Sleep Edition Gummy. You won't have to deal with any sleep deprivation anymore. No more insomnia because OGs to the rescue. Yes, you heard us right. OGs is now flavoring dreams, not just flavoring life, flavoring dreams. Sleepy time when Sandman comes, so is the OGs miracle maker. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. You got to go to weed college to know what that means, but it's good. I can tell you this. CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And if the Sleep Edition Gummy is there, it comes in the new Aqua Berry flavor, which is delicious. Highly recommend you check out OG's online. That's O-G-E-Z-Brands.com, OG'sBrands.com. On IG as well, you can learn more about all their products at OG's Brands. You can find their products in your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. I want to mention to everybody right now, if you're not on Underdog Fantasy and you're not playing their pick game, you are missing out, my friends. It's the most fun way to spice up your football season. I've played each of the first two weeks of the NFL season, have lost money the first week, won money last week. And look, you just look for your favorite players or least favorite players, stats, pick between two to five players for your pick and you're off and running, whether you think you'll end up with a higher or low, lower total than the stat in next week's game. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I think Byron Murphy's going to do it again. He's going to shut down Cooper Cup. You can do that on Underdog Fantasy. And if you get all your picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single day. It's fantastic. You can search the App Store. Click in the show notes. Use that promo code PHNX. Underdog Fantasy, get this, is going to double your first deposit up to $100. So $200 will be hanging, ready for you to spend at your disposal. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. And Bo Brock, 
The injury report looking a little bit more promising, I would say, this this time uh, in week heading into week three than it did in week two. Yeah, it did. And we got our first kind of look at what it looks like this week. We saw a t- you see a ton of DMPs there and and don't. Don't panic. I mean, this is good. This is actually a bunch of veterans getting a day of rest. Some of these guys, especially the offensive players, played over 80 snaps on Sunday. Calvin Beecham, rough day against uh, Max Crosby, but he got some rest. Rodney Hudson, who you can pretty much pencil in every week for a rest day on Wednesday, he was just resting today. Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, Justin Pugh, all just resting. Looks like those guys are 100% health-wise. We saw J.J. Watt limited. He was out there. Uh, Andy Isabella was a full participant in practice. James Conner did not practice. He was stretching with his teammates, though. It seems like he's okay, uh, and, and that's a good sign for the Arizona Cardinals. They're a better team with James Conner than without, despite what you saw in that second half. And a big key here, and we could talk about this later if we want to talk more about JC a little bit, but Trayvon Mullen, for the first time as an Arizona Cardinal guys, was a full participant in practice. Uh, Damien, you're muted, my guy. I mean, it can it, it can only mean one thing in terms of depth, right? We've seen this team be inconsistent at best on defense, right? Especially in the secondary position with what you know one constant, and that's Byron Murphy. Obviously, had he had the opportunity to get that fumble return in, in, in overtime, but I think this team needs Mullen in terms of Wilson. It's been up and down, you know. I mean, we've seen him in position, but in terms of making plays. We haven't seen that yet. And I know that we're going to get into, you know, the defensive stats and in terms of trending and where they're at. But you you want to see impactful plays by that secondary, not just making tackles for plus 10 yards. Right. And it just seems the first two weeks, that's what the offenses are doing. And maybe, you know, Johnny Bo, it's a situation where Vance Joseph knows that he has some, you know, uh, I would say less experienced corners, but coming off the year that Marco did where he's doing maybe a conservative approach, like, hey, just keep everything in front of you, right? And we'll play the next down rather than being man and being aggressive and letting guys take those shots. To me, Mullen is going to play. I have no doubts about that. If it's a physical aspect that was holding him back, of course, like the last couple of weeks, if he's a full goal in practice and they're kind of downplaying his availability because of the mental aspect Listen, they just they need a big physical corner to go out and, and cover some of these horses for the LA Rams. I, I does think he start, Johnny? Does he start? I, I would I would hesitate to say he starts, but he's going to be active. I, um, I think and, yeah, I think he's definitely gonna be active. I, I, I think he plays like a Jace Whitaker role, you yeah. know, sixty percent of the yeah. snaps, you know, his I don't way know. up. Yeah, for sure. Slot, I mean what, and I mean that yeah, I was gonna say nickel packages and, and I mean with the Rams offense, he'll get a lot of opportunities. Marco you know, and, and Byron are playing good football. You don't want to disrupt that, but what you want to do is seamlessly interweave Trayvon into the mix. And now that Byron has shown you he can play outside in the right situation, and we talked about it last week. Devontae, big physical receiver. Yes, he's a burner, but I, I just think that plays better to Byron's strengths, whereas you do not want him taking on some of these smaller, shiftier wideouts. So you know, you can kind of, for the first time, if you're Vance Joseph, Bo, mix and match the corners to the opposing team's wide receivers and on the opposing team's depth chart and injury report, Van Jefferson is not practicing. He's got a knee. Yeah. So they've got just really two capable wide receivers, Allen Robinson and, of course, Cooper Cup. That's a big if. Mm-hmm. But I, Cardinals are in an advantageous position for the first time. Maybe they have more corners than the other team has wideouts. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's going to take a team effort, defensive effort to slow it on Cooper Cup. I mean, what I think I saw like in 20, 20, 21 of 23 games with Matthew Stafford, he has over 90 yards. I mean, that that's yeah. absolutely just absurd. Uh, you like what Byron Murphy did against Devontae Adams. If you look at the game film, it's not perfect. Like the Jalen Thompson pass breakup on Darren Waller in the end zone. Derek Carr just throws Devontae Adams. He was open in the end, wide open in the end zone. There are yeah. a couple of times where it was more a product of Derek Carr not, you know, being on top of his game uh, than, than, you know, Byron Murphy, but still a solid performance to keep a guy to two, two catches for 12 yards and seven targets. But yeah, I mean, Cliff said it today and, and we've heard it over and over with this coaching staff, how big trust is with them. And it, it's between the ears for Trayvon Mullen. It's not a physical thing anymore. He's ramping up there. I saw him on the practice field today is more than I ever have. You know, he's actually getting in drills not just kind of taking a knee and, and kind of spying and being a shadow of Byron Murphy or Marco Wilson. So it's encouraging if he can just play, you know, anywhere between 40 to 60 snaps, we know what that can do to this defense and put guys in, in a better position for success like the Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, and you're not seeing these stupid matchups where these uh, under skills linebackers. And then just not say it, just guys, say it. Yeah, say yeah. It. We, I don't want to see fucking Zeke Turner, uh, you know, guarding – Whoever the skill position player or Cooper Cup for some god forgiven reason next week, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spike my drink in in the press box if that happens. So, but guys, guys you got you guys have this energy. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to lower my expectations because you guys have this energy. Like it's like like Mullen is Jalen Ramsey. Like don't sure. don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I want I, I want him to be, but you guys I think are you know elevating the expectations of that he's gonna come in here and do some you know. Patrick Peterson year one, year two type ish. You know what I mean? And I don't really, I, I'm just trying to lower my expectations. I just want him to do his job. Right. right. Like, yeah. I want him to come in there and be competent, you know, make plays, not have any, you know, mental errors where it, you know, you have guys running wide open down the football field and granted the guys haven't played bad, but I think that collectively besides that second half turn on that we saw from that defense, Bo Johnny, like collectively this defense has to start off better and they got to yeah. play better collectively i'll tell and you I, what I, that is da I, I, I we're we're in a toxic relationship especially with that position group on this damn right team on, right <laughs> we haven't seen like what a true cornerback room looks like in in just right like on. the the slightest thing of chivalry you know a, a guy opens up the door Anything, for you yeah, like yeah. oh hope, the hope, best hope. person in the world it's hope yeah hope for sure well, it's because it. we're gifted all of these star <laughs> hybrid linebackers that can play every oh, position yeah. so you can just dabble in every position group <laughs> that you want here's what i will say quarterback has not been a problem each of these first two weeks um outside of isaiah simmons trying to play corner in week one um and it didn't go well i would say against juju smith schuster the, the front seven does its job. It doesn't matter if Trayvon Mullen plays great or average or below average because the front seven is going to dictate this game. J.J. Watt and Zach Allen were, were borderline unblockable in the second half. Those two set the tone. You've got Brian Allen, who's the starting center for the L.A. Rams, did not practice. They're signing, they're signing centers off practice squads this week. That's going to be a problem for them. Their offensive line already has not been good this year. So as much as I'm fearful of Cooper Cup and what he can do, of course, Allen Robinson had a touchdown last week. Uh, to me, if this front seven for the Arizona Cardinals backs up what they did in the second half of the Rams game, where they controlled the line of scrimmage to the point where it got the Cardinals extra possession after extra, extra possession after extra possession, especially after Cardinals flaked out on fourth down, they got the ball right back. 
that's what this Arizona team needs. They need they need their defensive front seven to set the tone. And then, yes, Trayvon Mullen can be a nice complimentary piece. Most people out of Vegas say if he's healthy, which is a big if, he's an above-average player. He just never was healthy, always had lower body injuries. For me, I, I continue to harp on this. The Cardinal front seven, like they did last year when the team started 7-0, and will dictate how this defense plays. I, I Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy can only do so much if the quarterback, like in week one, was given 10 seconds to throw. And we've lost Bo Brock. What is going on here? At the uh, studio. Well, at the studio. <laughs> at the um, studio. A couple other things. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back up this injury report here uh, as it relates to uh, <clears throat> this week against the dreaded Los Angeles Rams. Um, I would say Watt. He needs as much time as he can get. Let's see what producer M is. This the internet just cut out in the studio, Damian Anderson. So we're gonna hang tight, wait for Bo Brock to come back. But in the meantime, uh, Andy Isabella was back practicing for the first time. Since hurting his back in the weight room, I think he was squatting. So presumably yeah, he's going that. to be wide receiver four. And then Trayvon Mullen, as he just mentioned. So very, very encouraging. Now, knowing this team, you, there's always a possibility somebody could get hurt during practice, like Rondell Moore did, you know, prior to week one. But you gotta feel good. You gotta you gotta feel good about where this team is, where they've come from. We've talked about it at nauseum. This team just screams like. Let's overcome short-term adversity toward the end of the season, and let's be better for it. Let's get those, you know, uh, growing pains out of the way that they didn't experience last year until shit hit the fan when Watt and Hopkins were gone. I feel like now it's most people, if they come out and they're competitive Sunday, and and damn, if they win this game, think about the perception of this team changes. You go into a game against Carolina, you're 2-1. and one, You're getting more horses back every week. It'll be Antonio Hamilton. It'll be Antoine Wesley. It'll eventually be DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore. That's got to give the guys who are doing the job in the meantime that much more confidence. Johnny, you know this game is war of attrition, and timing is everything, right? The last two seasons we've saw this team break down towards the latter part of the year, whether it be injuries. So to see this team, hopefully this is the end, right? This is the end of it, and it's trending in the right direction, and you're getting all these – players back that you need that are impact players, you know, Rondell Moore, obviously D hop, you know, you know, guys that are pro bowlers. So when you have those guys coming back, I think the offense is going to be the offense, Johnny. I think they're just trying to find their identity without D hop and, you know, what type of deal they're going to do with in terms of Kyler, what type of balance are they going to have him with him running the football? But to me, as you talked about that front seven, to me, that's paramount in the yeah. success of this organization, right? Because we've seen that anytime that the offense maybe is off to a slow start, like that defense got to be there. And we've just seen it's just been too inconsistent the first two weeks. And as I said, I like to give it about four weeks before I make any determination. But I like that to, rule. It's a good rule. You know, to, yeah. But to see Allen and Watt do their thing in the second half and just the team come together, as you said, get the ball back to the offense on multiple occasions. I think it was a situation. Don't get me wrong. This was a it was a, a a piece of the offense having its success and going on multiple play drives, but it was a defense getting them off the football field. I think it was what forty minutes of regular time before you know the opposing team had the ball off offensively. So just to have that mindset, whatever it is, the changes that they made, halftime adjustments, you know, as our own balls are you know wrote earlier this week, tail the two halves yep. to have to have that mindset 
as you said, Johnny, to overcome that adversity. That's one that they could put in the in the bucket to know that anytime that we're down, anytime that we're facing, you know, tough times, we got a chance with our quarterback and our defense stepped up and made a play against playmakers. So they got to feel good. And that's a big, you know, I mean, achievement for them. I mean, you, winning is hard in the National Football League. It is. But to, to, to win in the way in which that they did showed a lot of character, you know, showed a lot of growth on their part. And hopefully they continue to do that and have that same type of success early, right, early against um, the Rams this upcoming Sunday. Sly says, we've never beaten the Panthers. I'm putting $100 on the Panthers. Well, let's cross that bridge when we get there because the Cardinals are also 2-0 and against Baker Mayfield. Uh, so something's got to give in that game. Uh, JJ asks, where's Max Williams? He's a big reason why. Uh, AZ in 2021 went 7-0. and He's back. He's playing. Just not throwing him the football. That, that role is reserved for Zach Ertz. Uh, Max Williams had a tremendous game pass blocking over the weekend. And I think he, along with somebody like Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, J.J. Watt, these guys that were hurt and banged up and coming back from injury, you know, knock them with they don't re-aggravate something, they're only going to get better, uh, which is what I think the Cardinals have going for them. Uh, Kyler Murray does own Baker Mayfield. All right, well, we're going to talk about who's trending up and who's trending down for the Arizona Cardinals here in a hot minute. But I want to remind everybody, in case you haven't heard, Herm Edwards is out. ASU has a new coach come to our Four Peaks tailgate this Saturday to will the team on to their first victory in the post-Herm Edwards era. Get this, 50 bucks. It's going to get you access to the buffet. The buffet is absolutely loaded at Four Peaks. Chicken wings, nachos, pizza, barbecue girl chicken sandwich, pulled pork, dessert pumpkin porter cheesecake, donut holes, hell yeah. You'll also get two Four Peaks beers and a free ride to the stadium. Plus, on top of all of that, a PHNX Sun Devils guys, they're going to be there. They're going to play Cornhole. They're going to play Jenga. They're going to play Connect Four. Go and give my guy Shane Diefenbach all the grief and get this. The first 15 people to sign up will receive a ticket to the game and a PHNX membership. You get all that for 50 bucks. It's too much to even repeat. The next 15 people to sign up will receive a PHNX membership over $150 value just for 50 bucks. If you're interested, which why wouldn't you be? Check it out in the show notes below. And I want to remind everybody, dabble on DraftKings, baby. I hit on some parlays. I got some parlays I want to share for you this weekend. But new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $200 in free bets back if they do. And if that's not enough, Mr. DA, everyone can boost their winnings. DraftKings step up. Same game parlays right now. If you add a leg, you can add it and boost it, winning up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up, same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So you can dabble on Sunday, run it back the following Sunday. It's simple. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Well, look who's back, Mr. Brock. <laughs> Just in time as the Wi-Fi goes out, PHNX studio in downtown Phoenix. All good. Bo is here. DA, Johnny Venerable. Who's trending up? Who's trending down? Let's start with those who get an A-plus for the week. Gentlemen, trending up for the Arizona Cardinals. Zach Allen coming off maybe his best game as a pro. Dominant via pro football focus. Dominant with your eyes if you were watching the second half. And then how about our boy, Byron Murphy, 33rd overall pick. Local product. Fumble return for a touchdown to win the game, but also we've heard it. Two catches, 12 yards for Devontae Adams. And Will Hernandez, who I think has brought a physical presence to this offensive line, 
advanced metrics back it up, but you just watch this game. You watch what he's done for Kyler Murray in the pocket. Those three guys, those are my trending up players for the week, gentlemen. Your thoughts? No, I like it. I like it. Anytime that you could be a disruptor up front on the front seven, Johnny, as you mentioned, be a playmaker with Byron Murphy and do your job, what you want your offensive lineman to do and protect your quarterback, giving him time and allowing him to run the ball, which they had success in the second half, doing so with the running back and Kyler Murray. You got to feel good about these three guys. Yeah, absolutely. You have to like what you've seen from some positions that there were question marks about. I mean, we talk about the cornerback position and then up front defensive line with Zach Allen and the offensive line, you know, Will Hernandez comes over with a ton of question marks. Can he play at this level? And he's certainly shown through two games that, you know, rejoining his college coach and Sean Kugler was just what the doctor ordered as far as him finding success in the NFL and he's nasty and I can't wait to, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic that he can be an upgrade as far as slowing down Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he's going to just completely neutralize AD, but that's uh, I, I like what I've seen from, from Will Hernandez. And uh, these guys are definitely trending in the right direction. And Byron Murphy certainly needed it after a tough game one for this entire defense. That's who's trending up for the Arizona Cardinals. We're also trending up. Smash that like button mm. below. Help this video out. Share it around the YouTube metaverse algorithm, whatever the hell those big words are. We're feeling good about those three. Then there's some there's some areas of improvement for this team. I mean, how could it not? They didn't lead at any point during regulation, yet they're one and one. Uh, trending down for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's begin. Uh, Nick Vigil, not great. He's got the lowest PFF grade of any player on the team. He was absolutely abysmal via pro football focus on Sunday and with your eyes. He was a free agent pickup out of Minnesota, gentlemen, this offseason. Not a replacement for Jordan Hicks, but maybe some, I don't know, insurance. But he's getting outplayed by damn near everybody at that position group. And then pass Can we be rush. done with it? Can we be done with Nick Vigil after no. two games? No, can we can we see what uh, Chandler? It's all, it's all it's all we got, guys. I mean, and you you just can't this early. You can't this early pull the plug like you said and throw Chandler in there. And I just think it's more of a equity respect thing, you know, Bo. Maybe you know hindsight, right? You're like, damn, we should we should have played Wooten. But I think you just got to go with what has worked, and it saves you right by winning a, a football game because you're like, all right, well, we won a game, and he was out there on the football field. But once you start <laughs> trending in the wrong direction. That's when you know uh, you get replaced. Unfortunately, I mean, full trends. His, his pro football focus grade shows he's not going in any direction at all. He's going. <laughs> I mean, twenty. I've never seen. I didn't know pro football focus went that low. Like as far as his coverage grade, like there's zero coverage. I think it, it's it's brutal. And then he's a turnstile <laughs> right. for ball carriers. Like there's. I haven't seen anything that should keep him on the field, and I don't think you could get any worse. And that might be just me thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And that's, D.A., to your point, that might be true. It might be too much. Uh, obviously, this is a, a team that does not have any confidence in its rookies, regardless of where they get drafted. And, and an undrafted guy like Chandler Wooten, I'm sure he's got a long way to go before they would even consider this. But I think I've seen enough from Vigil. I, I just don't understand how – he continues to get snaps. I mean, what what else are you gonna do, guys? Johnny, I throw this back to you and Bo. Like, what what else, what else do you have? Is your I only you Isaiah Simmons plays inside backer, and I would put Isaiah in his position from last year, and then Zaven calls the defense. They're your two inside linebackers. I, I just the, you drafted those two guys there to stand go. next to there each other. Go. Like, cut the shit, Vance. Cut it. <laughs> cut it with Devon Kennard too. I I couldn't put Devon Kennard on this graphic as trending down because. 
he actually got promoted to the active roster. So that was kind of, you know, a hyperbole. But Cardinals pass rush, gentlemen, one sack through two games. Not great. And it came from 100-year-old J.J. Watt, who did look great. But the outside linebacker position in particular, very minimal pressures. Dennis Gardeck's been playing well, but most of that is in coverage, right? Marcus Golden, probably still playing his way back from injury. And then the other side, you're, you're getting jack shit from Devon Kennard. And I'm a little bit frustrated. Victor Dumakeji looked like he was going to be somebody that, you know, was had their hair lit on fire. He's been a no-show. And I can he tell you right now. blocky. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you right now, guys. Cardinals have a very unique situation where Jimmy Garoppolo is now starting in San Francisco. Stafford is already immobile. Load up on your pass rush. There aren't any mobile QBs in this division anymore. At some point, we're going to get – you know, tree man, Drew Locke, and and none of these guys can move. You got to go out and get somebody. You got to get a Jason Pierre Paul. You got to get a trade for a Robert Quinn. I guarantee you the card that's on Kimes radar. This there's no way this is going to stand. But right now, the Damien, you mentioned it. We get four games in. It's a it's a good sample size of the season. I don't like this trajectory. And I Devon Kennard, three sacks in 30 games, Bo is not going to fix it. No, it's not. You'd be hard-pressed to find a stretch, a two-game stretch, where they've only kind of figured or gotten themselves a sack. Like, they, they've they been able to get home a lot more with, with even less, I would think, is talent-wise, sometimes due to injuries or uh, various other di- different situations. So one sack through two games. I mean, they the pressure rate's still there. They're still getting quarterbacks off off their game and, and out of the pocket or, or, you know, collapsing the pocket, which is good. But you still want to see them get home and get some quarterbacks on the turf. So, yeah, you're, you're concerned about that position. It was a, it was an area of concern before the season even began, and we're just kind of seeing same guys out there, the same ineffective guys, and, and they're just out there because they've earned the trust of this this coaching staff where I'd rather see some guys get some opportunities, maybe put some quarterbacks on the turf. Guys, what they have right now in trying to generate you know pressure, whether through scheme with Vance Joseph, we saw – the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid tear that to shreds. And it yeah. was probably a game plan for the rest of, you know, the opponents throughout the season. Hey, if they try and do this, we're going to do that. They try and do this. So they kind of have to be reserved in terms of their aggressiveness because we've seen them get eat up with hot hot routes, right? Dropping the ball off to the receiver, dropping the ball off to the, to the I mean, to the running back. So we've seen at time, we're, you know, with the sample size, right, Johnny? So I think it's just going to be time. I think that you have to be aggressive in terms of that trade deadline, Johnny, to be where you want to be. And unfortunately, Von Miller isn't available because he's he's helping out teams, you know. But to he'll get be, Jason, there'll Pier- be somebody available. Yeah, Robert Quinn, Jason Pierre-Paul, as you mentioned, yeah. and Dominica Sue. I, mean, I just think that even having Indominica there, you know, at that, although it's not an outside person, the fact that he garners so much attention, yeah, the fact that he garners so much attention, it's going to create opportunities for other guys and hope. You know, hopefully, you know, normally we, we hear Junkyard Dog's name called a lot earlier, you know, than, than we're hearing this year. And like you said, Johnny, hopefully it's him just playing back from energy, from injury. But yeah. in order to get pressure and, and turnovers, too, I mean, we know that they're a huge indicator of winning, you know, football games. Right. I mean, it was a huge one why the Cardinals pulled off this this win this in, in game two. So to me. You want to be aggressive and try and create those, but at the same time, you have to. I think it's a bend, not break, right now, and let our guys go out there because we have to be strategic when they're when they're blitzing and they're applying pressure, Johnny. Because we've seen that, you know, open the doors, the floodgates open when, when the Arizona Cardinals play Kansas City in Week One. 
Yeah, and the Cardinals aren't running a traditional 3-4, as many people pointed out to me when I suggested switch to a 4-3. So that I just mm-hmm. I I don't care where it comes from. Defensive tackle, defensive and outside linebacker, get after people, make people uncomfortable. That's the Cardinals' best game plan to winning this division and and bouncing back defensively. And I'm with you, Elon Five. Watt next to Sue. Sign me up for that. And again, Sue can come in and be on a pitch count. Jason Pierre Paul Bobrock can be on a pitch count. Load up on these veterans. Give yourself a chance because right now I don't have a ton of confidence that the guys that they're playing defensively, and maybe they'll they'll prove me wrong. Certainly we're not going to see the rookies because it's Vance Joseph. So you might as well bring in a couple veterans to help apply some pressure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be another big opportunity for them to create pressure and get to Stafford and just like they did to Derek Carr. And it didn't look like that was going to be the case in, in the first half. But yeah, if, if it continues to be the same thing over and over, then yeah, you start to bring guys in. But it seems like this is going to be the group, at least for this week. I, I'm still not a believer that, that Sue would, would join this team. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Why do you what, hate? Why do you hate? Fun? I, I don't yeah, hate them. I don't. Look, if, 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 if you could get it. Why not though? If you get him to sit that, down man. at the table and, and entertain your offer, I think that's a big win for the Cardinals. But like 35 Super Bowl ring, like if if you if they have the money, sure. But are you going to get the inspired play from Sue? I think if he gets out there, he's a guy that's not going to want to play like shit. So that's good. But I just don't think he would entertain it unless the Arizona Cardinals get off to uh, if if they have a miraculous run to maybe you know seven and one from an zero and one start. I just think it would take a lot for him to view this. As because I think the only thing that's going to keep him come to come back is a ton of money and another chance at a ring. Yeah, uh, RM said Rashad Lawrence in the chat said is already better than than Sue, and I'm just going to do that Jordan mean. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop, Lawrence has been good. Stop and, it. Yeah, stop it. He played solid, have, but come on, come on. You can never have too many pass rushers. Uh, and then the last thing trending down, we kind of touched on it, was the play really of the defense uh, creating interceptions. They've got, I think, one or two turnovers, both, you know, forced fumbles, but no interceptions through two games. That's not as surprising because this this defense, the secondary, is not – they're not a bunch of ball hawks, right? I mean, Byron Murphy started the year last year hot, had a bunch of picks, but does Marco Wilson have a career interception? You know, Isaiah Simmons can intercept the ball, but he's not playing right now. So that – that is not as surprising, but I can tell you right now, Matthew Stafford's got more interceptions five than he does touchdown passes four. So if there's ever time to break that spell, gentlemen, it's this Sunday against the LA Rams. The Cardinals picked off Stafford, I think, twice last year in LA en route to that victory, their only victory ever against Sean McVay. The best way to force turnovers is to get pressure on the quarterback. I want to remind everybody right now, we have the hottest gear going at the PHNX Merchandise Locker better than any other show. I love all of our competing shows. They're all part of the PHNX family. How about this shirt right here? The Touchdown shirt, the Buddha shirt. It's a new release. You can cop it right now, $29.99, or you can cop yourself a membership for the year, $59.99 from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. How about this? The Hollywood Hills sign on Camelback Mountain. Double dip a little bit. Get uh, get both. The shipping is, I think, combined. Fantastic deals going at PHNX at Go PHNX. And uh, as 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 we mentioned earlier, we got a big event coming up this weekend at the Lola. We want everybody to be happy and healthy. So go out and get yourself a COVID nineteen vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those twelve and older are also eligible for a booster. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov/slash/find vaccine. 
to get a uh, location nearest to you, Bobrock. We've got a uh, brand new studio. We love to show it off. It's because we've got this beautiful furniture from More Furniture. They got their fall sale going on. Check it out, morefurniture.com, M-O-R, furniture.com, to get in on the fall sale and kind of pimp out whatever uh, your, your apartment, your house, wherever you may be squatting, get some more furniture in there. And uh, whenever you take home, somebody home, you don't just look like a, a homeless person. It's great. A slob, a slob kebab. One more time, I want to remind everybody of our big event this Sunday at the Lola Tailgate Extravaganza ahead of Rams and Cardinals, the official PHNX tailgate. It is the best in the Valley. It is at the Lola Cocktail Lab and Eatery. Ten bucks gets you everything and anything. Games, giveaways, doing it with our partners, Bird Gang Travel Club. I'm going to be there. Bo's going to be hanging out. The GM saw Bookman. Uh, it's going to be a banger of a good time. It's going to happen immediately following the PHNX tailgate show, which kicks off your Sunday of NFL action at 9 a.m. Gentlemen, we are on audio only tomorrow. We're excited. It's Rams week. It's maybe get above 500 week for the Arizona Cardinals. Damian Anderson, you're off for the rest of the week, my friend. Give us your official prediction and your DraftKings player or king of the game for Sunday. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, I'm going to go with the hot hand, guys. I'm going to go with, again, Greg Dortch Ooh. and Kyler Murray. Greg Dortch and Kyler Murray. I think Kyler sees the – he has he has the vision now to know that he can run, right, and that it it, it helps out. It, it finally sunk in, and Greg Dortch is just going to continue to be a monster out there and making electric plays and bringing this team on where it seems like Hollywood is trying to find his position within this team. Are you picking a dub for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? 20, 27 to 30 Cardinals. Ooh, it's going to be a hell of a game. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? You know what I mean? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I'm throwing it right back. I know you guys got to well, talk about it more we, throughout well, the week. How you feeling right now, Johnny? How you feeling I right feel, now? I feel much better than I did a week ago. Uh, I feel we're going to get a competitive game one way or the other. And I, oh, I that's feel very like political. That's did you <laughs> now listen? What the what the f was the last two weeks outside of fourth quarter and overtime? The Cardinals owe the people. fan base. There's good people they're, on both sides, Johnny. There's good people on both sides. I just yeah. hope that we play a clean game and nobody gets hurt. Yep. Yeah, Johnny's out here media trained by the Cardinals. Oh my god. I just say it's going to be competitive. Am I not? Is that not a hot take? You know, it wasn't competitive week one and the first half of last week. So let's get four quarters of competitive football. But bottom line, Cardinals have shit the bed in front of their fan base for almost a calendar year. Good hell. Get a W for State Farm Stadium and all the people that pay their hard earned money to go watch this football team. And for that and the fact that Watt is back, I think they have a very good chance of winning Bo Brock and putting on the spot. What you thinking, Bo? Sorry, sorry, Johnny. No, I mean, I, we got a special guest that, that loved Johnny's take so much. He wants to chime in. No, oh, I, actually, all I was going to say was, you know, you know, who's not going to win. It's uh, Johnny's fantasy football team. Oh, that all team right. is so garbage. <laughs> it is the worst team of all teams ever. It is so I've bad. Never, I've never played PPR in my other leagues. I do auction drafts and these guys are still living in the 1800s doing snake drafts. So I'm, Listen, I got a couple no, waiver John, pickups we, up we gotta take, here. We got to take you out more. You've never drank a beer and or played fantasy No, it's not that We got to take you out. Well, we got to take him out more, man. Yeah. Well, I, look, I can't blame Johnny. However, the, whoever set up the scoring in our fantasy football league, it's like rock and jock. You got like a 15-point play if a guy 
rips off a 15 yard run it's ridiculous you know what's so cool about rules is they're fucking there a month (laughs) before you even draft you got to draft appropriately i'm gonna tell you right now making dudes that didn't even start on teams and started them on his own fantasy (laughs) team cam Akers in week one got obliterated like what all right you gotta show you my focus and dedication is not to some meager bumblefuck fantasy team it's to this show it's to phnx cardinals it's to all of you be sure to like subscribe leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast i'm 100 percent committed to this show do the same help your boy out we're back to the tailgate on sunday when i show everybody your team and how bad get out of here you've been you've been expelled goodbye goodbye everybody